You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. All right, here we go again. Uh, this is the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast. I am your host, Dan Johnson, a.k.a. Dallas-Fort Worth. And I think this is going to launch on October 30th. So Friday, October 30th, that that magical, special time of year is happening right now. And it's going to happen for the next two, maybe three weeks, depending on where you're at in the country. The rut is happening and uh, so if you get a chance to to get in the woods go get in the woods I on the other hand uh, the very first week in November am only going to get to hunt one day Uh, my brother decided that it'd be a good idea to schedule a wedding uh, November 6th 7th and 8th or whatever and and, uh, it's four hours away from my main hunting farm and because he's my brother I feel obligated that I should be at this wedding and put hunting to the side for a moment Anyway, today we are talking to a friend of mine. His name is Corbin Brumwell. He works at Shields All Sports, and that's uh, basically a a store similar to Cabela's. It's similar to uh, Bass Pro Shop. It's not that big. I mean, it's only in the Midwest, and I believe a little bit in the West. But anyway, he um, is basically a store manager, and today basically we we are just going to BS about what products are popular, what products that he's seen um, kind of come in and out. Uh, you know, I think we talk about broadheads. We're going to talk about trail cameras, um, bows, and then some some products that may have started off as kind of a gimmick product, but ended up being the real deal. And um, we're going to talk about you know the kind of you know, what his customers say about these products, and uh, hopefully this will give you an idea um, of maybe some some products to look at uh, either this year yet or for the future. So without further ado, here's our interview. How's it going, Corbin? That's going great, Dan. It's going good. Good. We we go back a little ways, don't we? Yes, we do. Quite quite some time, I'd say. Yeah. So that's, uh, I don't know whether that's a, a good thing or a bad thing, but, uh, but me right, Corbin, tell me where you work, how long you've worked there so we can get an idea of who you are. Sure. I work at uh, Shields All Sports in the Coralville, Iowa location. I'm an assistant store leader. I supervise the archery department there. Uh, I've been doing that for, I think, going on nine years, eight or nine years, so been doing that for uh, quite some time. Um, pretty uh, pretty great job. I get to obviously uh, deal with passions of mine, which is bow hunting, and see the product, and you know get to get my put my hands on it when it first comes in. So uh, pretty cool to be able to do that. Obviously. So you've so. had the oppor- you've had the opportunity to uh, put your hands on a lot of products, some good, some bad, and um, 
we're going to, we're going to talk about some of those right now, but is there any product? Let's just start right here. Has there been any product over the years that since it's come out, you used it, you said, this is awesome. And you've continued to use it over the years. Well, yeah, I think, you know, there's been a lot of products like that. Um, you know, just thinking of stuff that I still use to this day. Um, I, I shoot the Rage Extreme Broadheads. They've, you know, performed very well for myself, um, as well as, you know, you hear a lot of good stories from customers. Um, so a lot of good feedback there. Um, you know, I've shot several different kinds of bows. I've shot, you know, Hoyts. I've shot Matthews. I've shot Bowtech. I've shot, I'm shooting the Elite this year, the new Synergy. Um, I mean, with the bows, I just, I just try to give everything a fair shake and, you know, all the companies do such a great job of making the bows quiet and fast and smooth drawing. Um, you know, big, big fan of, uh, Ozonics. I've uh, been using Ozonics since I think 2011 or so. Um, you know, live and die by that. Um, just got into, uh, Sitka, I think last year I started getting into Sitka and really enjoying, the that new clothing line. Um, didn't get any new stuff this year, but, uh, you know, it's just, uh, a lot of, a lot of different stuff that you try and enjoy. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'd like to, like to try new stuff and give everything a fair shake though. So are you, are you the kind of guy then that, um, likes to try the, the latest and greatest item or are there certain products that you're like, you know what, this has worked for me and that's what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to do. Well, a little bit of both, I think. You know, if something's working, I'm, I'm kind of, if, the, if it's not broke, don't fix it type of guy. Um, if I'm having success with a broadhead, I just flat out won't change. Um, until that proves me wrong, I, I will not change a broadhead. Now, you know, when it comes to something like, you know, maybe a scent spray or something like that, I'm always willing to try something, something new or something different or something that might help me gain an advantage over a mature white-tailed deer. Gotcha. So let's get into detail a little bit. You mentioned that you've had success um, with Rage broadheads over the years, and, and you really like yeah. those. Are are your customers liking those? Um, are you getting, mm-hmm. are you getting good results, or are they getting good results from that um, customers? Because I'll be honest, what I hear is a fifty fifty split from especially sure. for, from Rage, and that is um, these are awesome or these suck. Sure. Um, you know, I'll be honest with you. I think, uh, from what I hear, it's way more than uh, 50, 50. Um, I hear just, I hear a lot of people that just won't change from them. Um, now me personally, I, I've tried, uh, the rage two blades. Um, I'm shooting the rage extreme right now, kind of in between a couple of years, I shot the, uh, the G five, uh, expandable broadhead. Um, it was, uh, had a couple, uh, pretty good deer down with that. Um, but overall, I think, you know, people really, really like those as far as expandable, you know, there's always going to be that, that one, one or two or however many people that, you know, shoot a deer and it, and it doesn't, um, perform for them. Uh, you know, whether that's the person that's shooting or the broadhead, you know, well, only that person will know. So, um, you know, there's a, a lot of good stuff out there. So what's another, what's another brand, uh, right off the top of your head sure. that's a that's a, a good seller uh, that seems to be popular as far as a mechanical is concerned right oh as far as mechanical um you know something that's 
gaining a little bit of momentum is the the Schwacker. Um, and, you know, it's got great reviews, and it's kind of one of those uh, cult type deals that I know that we have to have them in stock because there's you know those guys that come in and they'll buy them every single year, and you know once something works for somebody, they don't want to change. Um, you know, the Kill Zone from NAP is another another great expandable broadhead. Um, heard a lot of good stuff from it. Haven't personally used it, but, you know, I'm just kind of going off of what customers and, you know, employees are a big one. Um, the, uh, you know, the non-expandable broadheads, um, the fixed broadheads, if you will. Um, you know, I I just got to say the Slick Tricks are probably the, the up-and-comer there. You know, Muzzies have been around for a long time. I personally shot Muzzies years and years ago. Um, I know I uh, I got you to try to at least try some slick tricks. Yeah, you did. You're the but, reason uh, I, I jumped into those. And <laughs> I tell you what, as far as you know, as far as a fixed blade is concerned, I know they're not the biggest cutting broadhead or fixed blade broadhead. But I tell you what, mm-hmm. I've only I only had to do very minimal tweaking from a field point to that broadhead. So right. So it was it it seemed to fly. Uh, pretty good um yep so are, they should uh, they should be very very close to your field point yeah and which for a for a fixed blade that's that's pretty darn impressive yeah that is that is now um staying on the on the broadhead topic is mm-hmm. i don't know how much information you can provide us but I, and i'm not looking for numbers but from a from a quantity standpoint is is rage your highest selling broadhead company um you know it's Company wide, Rage has been Rage has been up there for ten years. Um, it's just you know, it's I don't know whether it's it, they were the first ones that have that big cutting diameter, um, then and really put that out there. But they've been they've been the top for a while. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, Toxic broadheads when they first came out. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. My dad actually shot his buck with it last year, and it, it put a pretty good move on that thing. Um, went about 150 yards and, and piled into a. Are those the blades that have the S? They look like S's. They're they're like a clover. They look a like a. Okay. Like there's yeah. They look they're like three little clovers. Obviously, it's uh, you know fixed. Um, you know they say those shoot just like field point. Um, you know my dad's kind of funny. He he'll put anything on the end of his quiver or uh, on the end of his arrow that I tell him. And <laughs> so once you try shooting one of these things and. You know, he had like five different broadheads in there, and I, I went to track his deer. He had to go to work. I said, well, what did you shoot it with? Shot it with that clover-looking thing you gave me. And uh, <laughs> he, you know, he uh, he probably won't shoot much different than that. He was pretty impressed with it. So does that leave a gigantic, I mean, does it leave the whole, like, because I've seen their website, and I've seen some of their wound channels. Mm-hmm. Does it leave right. exactly what it, the arrow looks like or the broadhead looks like? You know, impressively, it actually does. Um, you know, the cutting diameter, it's actually up there because it is circular. Um, you know, instead of just having that, that one blade out, you know, there's three blades in that in that little cup there. Um, but it's actually pretty cool when I was skinning the deer. I mean, you see that, that wound, and it looks just like a clover. It's pretty cool. Sweet. But obviously, it's, uh, it can be a devastating broadhead for you. And, and it can shoot very accurate. Um, as far as going from, you know, your field tips to your broadheads. That's crazy because, you know, there's a lot of products, and I'm sure you have some examples, and we'll get into this a little bit later, of products that come out and you look at them and you go, no way. They, that's a gimmick. Mm-hmm. That's a gimmick product. And, right. And then the, you hear 
you know, stories about people using them, using that product. And it's just like, mm-hmm. okay, it actually does work. You know what? Let's just, while we're on the topic, let's just talk about it right now. Other than those, sure. those top, those toxic broadheads, is there another product out there that has come off first kind of gimmicky, but you feel is actually works or you've seen customer success with them? As far as broadheads or any, any product. Um, you know, I mean, the, honestly, the first thing that does come to mind is that toxic redhead. Yeah. Um, like I said, it, it, when I first saw it, I was like, this is just ridiculous. Um, and customers said the same thing. And, you know, we put a, put a video up of them and kind of showed it and people tried them. And I think, uh, you know, they've lost a little bit of traction as far as, you know, it was the new cool thing, um, you know, a couple of years ago, but, um, you know, something that came out, um, I guess that I would think of is, um, you know, the Ozonics. Um, that was something that right away, and I don't know how familiar, I'm sure you're very familiar with when they first came out, what they looked like. Yeah, like a VCR. I mean, those things were tanks. <laughs> yes. They were absolute tanks. I mean, they weighed like 15 pounds, it seemed like. <laughs> but, you know, their their units now, they they weigh hardly nothing. And, you know, I just, I wouldn't hunt without them. Um you know, another product um, gaining a lot of traction with us. Um, White Taylor actually makes it as those scent purges. Um, you know, it's kind of going back into the, the O3, you know, the ozone. Mm-hmm. Um, they make those products that, you know, basically what, what they're used for is you can put them in your tote um, with all your hunting clothing. You can put them in a closet. Uh, with all your hunting clothing, uh, people put them in their in their vehicles while they're driving to their stand. They actually make uh, the one I have is you plug it into your cigarette lighter, and it actually has your O3 zone in the car. Uh, so while you're driving to your stand, you're getting you know all your scent clear, and uh, you know that's that's a just been a huge pickup for us. You know the guy that doesn't want to spend four hundred dollars on a Ozonics unit. Um, you know, maybe this is kind of a way that he can help, you know, keep himself scent free and, what you know, not have to spend run? $400. Uh, the, the main, like the scent purge, I think it's like scent purge 50. Uh, I think that's around right around $50. Um, and then the one for your cars, I think half that price, like twenty four ninety nine something like that. Yeah. Um, but like that scent purge 50, you know, it'll cover up to 80 square feet. So, I mean, it can, it can really, uh, it can really help out. Just, I mean, you plug it in, throw it, put maybe put a little hole, run the cord into your uh, hunting tote or bag or whatever it is. Turn that sucker on night before, and you know, head to the stand next morning. Does it give off that ozone smell when you open? Mm-hmm. It? Yeah. Okay, I gotcha. Um, yeah, it's it's like the one in uh, the one I use in my truck. You honestly can't even really, you can't even smell it. Gotcha. Um, you know, it's like it's like the same type of stuff that car dealerships use and yeah. car rental dealerships use, you know, to keep the, keep the scent or take the scent out of essentially a vehicle. Gotcha. Um, so that's the one I bought. Um, you know, it was something that came out, we had it, we've had it for a couple of years and we couldn't sell them. And then the, the traction with that product just kind of kept going and going a lot like those Onyx and, uh, you know, they're, they're doing really well for us. Good. So what are, I know Ozonics, you know, it's one of those things where 
Ozonics. I have my own opinion about Ozonics, and I have my own opinion about carbon clothing, let's say like Scentlock or sure. Scent Blocker. Um, what do you, I mean, what are $400 for some people is a lot of money. All right. Absolutely. And, I mean, it's a lot of money for myself. Yeah, exactly. Any, anybody. <laughs> and I, I'll be honest, I've, I've received over the years, my Ozonics from free for free, just because I've mm-hmm. had connections with the company and I use their very first product and, um, mm-hmm. basically say good things about it. Cause I believe it works. But, um, what do you tell people, you know, cause you're a firm believer in Ozonics. You, Absolutely. you know, that the, the product works. What do you, when someone comes in and says, man, that's $400. What do you, what do you tell them? Um, I actually think of Ozonics a lot like a snowblower. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the first time you use it and it works, it's worth having it. Yeah. Uh, I always tell my wife that, you know what? I would buy a snowblower every year if they only lasted one year because it <laughs> saves you so much time. Now I'm the same with Ozonics. If those things cost $400 and they only lasted one year, I would buy one every single year. Like it's just, when, when you've seen them work, you yeah. just, you have to have it. I'd find a way to buy an Ozonics every single year if they only lasted a year. Luckily I've only had to buy one though. Are, and and are, is, is that product and other ozone products you said are starting to gain traction? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that information you know, is getting out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, and you know, there, there's people that are on hunting shows and they're on TV and, you know, they see those things, um, you know, that wasn't there four years ago, yeah. um, like it is now. So I think, you know, that's just kind of part of the evolving sport. I mean, that's just, that's just going to be part of it. You know, it's crazy to think what will be out in, you know, 10 years, 15 <laughs> years, what we'll be using to descend ourselves. Now, you brought up a good point there of what like the hunting TV shows are using and the hunting personalities are using. Does that influence customers you feel? Do you feel if, you know, like Lee Lakoski or, you know, the Drury boys, they say, hey, use this product or we use this product. Do you think that influences the normal buyer? Um, you know, it's hard to say. I It definitely influences some people. Yeah. I mean, there's just no doubt because – you know, you watch hunting shows, I watch hunting shows, but it's just funny. You know, you'll have a product and you'll have it in stock and you just, you're not selling the product, but then boom, there's something on TV and you're watching it. And then, you know, the next day three people come in and ask for it. So, really? I mean, it, it definitely, it definitely does promote a little bit. Um, you know, there's people that, you know, if they see whoever it is wearing Nike clothing, they're going to buy Nike clothing. Yeah. Um, just kind of one of those deals. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, let's, let's move to bows for a second. You know, you've, you've shot a lot of bows. I've shot a lot of bows. I I make it my point when I go to the ATA show every year to shoot every bow that's new on the market, Uh, any brand that's new Mm -hmm. on the market, just so I can kind of get a fair, um, a fair uh, shot. And I kind of have my favorites. What's a, what are, first off, what brands are you carrying? Um, you know, at, at Shields, we have pretty much about all, all the major brands. Um, I mean, if you, if you want a Lee or a Hoyt or a Matthews or a Bowtech or a PSE, you know, Martin, I, I mean, the list goes on and on. Bear, Diamond, yeah. you know, uh, Mission. I mean, we can, 
you name it, we can pretty much get it. Um, now what's the top, what's the hot seller? What's the most popular bow? And, and I take it some of this is brand specific, you know, like there's going to be money's going to play a part in this. Sure. Sure. Um, you know, for us, it changes from year to year and that's, I know it sounds kind of like a cop out, but it just, it's quite honestly the truth. Um, people are actually, I would say people are getting away from the, just I'm a Hoyt guy or I'm a Botet guy or I'm a Matthews guy, you know, and it's, it's kind of crazy, you know, when you think about, I just think about, you know, when you and I were growing up, mm-hmm. you know, you were either a, a Ford guy or a Chevy guy. What are you? You know, may, yeah. a couple, couple weirdos were Dodge guys or whatever, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but honestly, like they don't have much of that anymore. You know, when I was growing up, like I had to have a Chevy because if I had anything else, like, holy cow, I can't, I can't have a Ford or, yeah. you know, now it's just, it's unreasonable to think that, you know, now I, now I drive a Toyota pickup. Like yeah. people are just a little bit more open. And I think it's the same with Bose, um, you know, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that there's not a lot of, you know, there's the like, parody is, is I guess the word I'm looking for, you know, there's a lot of bows that are really, really good. Yeah. You know, and I, I wouldn't be afraid to shoot every single one of the bows that I carry uh, in our store. And, you know, it just kind of depends what you're looking for. Um, you know, Elite Elite has been, I think, one of the smoothest drawing bows I've ever drawn. And that's why I'm shooting one this year. But we just got the new Impulse in. Uh, they, they have a 31 and a 34, and they're pushing out 340-some feet per second. I think it's like 342, 343. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's smoking fast. Um, you know, the Hoyt, Hoyt uh, Defiant series, they got the, the Carbon Defiant, the, the Defiant, and then the Turbo Defiant, which is pushing 350. And, you know, Matthews, we, we don't know exactly what it is, but they're going to come out with a bow that's, you know, pushing up there. And, um, you know, I mean, that's – I don't know what Bowtech's going to do, but they're always fast. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, there's, you know, a lot of great bows out there. When your customers come in and and they're looking to buy a new bow, what mm-hmm. is, what's something that, or what's a, what are a lot of questions that they ask, or what do you feel are questions that you should ask yourself before you're purchasing a bow? Um, I think honestly, the main thing is, is not the questions. Um, you I mean you got to know how much you want to spend, yeah. and you got to be realistic about it. Uh, you know, if you if you want to spend a thousand dollars and that's your max, you're probably not going to be able to buy a, a bare bow. That's a thousand dollars, you know, cause you want to be able to put those good accessories, you know, be, you don't want to buy an expensive gun and put, you know, a thousand dollar gun and put a hundred dollar scope on it. Um, so you want to be able to, to match the equipment with the equipment you're shooting. Yeah. Um, but I think the main thing is when you're thinking about getting a new bow is just come in and shoot whatever, shoot everything. Uh, give everything a fair shake. See what feels comfortable. Some people might shoot a Hoyt and think, "Wow, that was that was just awesome. I want to buy that." But they might shoot an Elite and think, "Man, I didn't like that." The next guy comes in, shoots the exact same two bows, thinks the exact opposite thing. So, um, I'd say the main thing is, you know, don't listen to the oh this brand or that brand. Just come in and and shoot the bows, yeah. um, and give them all a fair chance and and pick the one that feels most comfortable and points best for you and just kind of go from there. So kind of, so you're almost recommending find the one that feels the best 
or a couple mm-hmm. that feel good, and then base your judgment off off of price yeah. point. Sure, sure. And I mean, not everybody can just, you know, if, if there's a, but at the same time, if you're looking for, you know, you know, you can only spend six hundred dollars, you know, shoot four or five or three or four or five six hundred dollar bows. Like you can do it at any price point. You you know, yeah. you can't just, you know, close the door. All right, so let's move on to trail cameras. Um, sure. There are literally trail cameras that are 50 bucks all the way to like a thousand, even more than that. What, yeah. um, you know, obviously the, the first brand that comes to mind that's on the very high end is Reconyx. Mm-hmm. I want to know how many, how many Reconyx cameras are you selling in a year? I mean, is it a lot or is it, uh, is it, a, is it a high? I'd, obviously it's a high I'd end say, uh, the, the funny thing with Reconyx is if you can get a guy into a Reconyx, he probably won't use, you know, much else um, again. Yeah. You know, it's uh, the trigger speed there is just so unbelievable and the, and the clarity of the pictures. Um, you know, it is one of those deals that, holy cow, you know, they're 500 bucks and, you know, it's kind of a, a little bit of sticker shock there. But, you know, some people probably think of those like, uh, Ozonics units. Yeah. Now, me personally, I would never buy a five hundred dollar trail camera, and I think you know why because they get stolen. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's me personally. I'm I would never buy one just because I don't have my own property, private property to hunt on, and you know, I'm I'm of course always worried about theft. But yeah. you know, they're uh, I, I just I I've used I've used them in the store, and we've done we've actually done this for a product knowledge meeting is we set up, essentially we set up, you know, five or six different brands of cameras, right? Mm-hmm. And we set them on the ground. And what we did is we took a ball and we rolled the ball very slow across these cameras. So, and we set them on to take pictures, right? So then we took the ball, we rolled it a little bit faster. And then we took the ball and we rolled it even faster. And essentially what we were doing is we're trying to, teach the crew, Hey, like, this is why you buy a Reconyx versus buying, you know, something that's, you know, maybe a little bit slower trigger speed. Yeah. Um, you know, another thing with the trail cameras that's, uh, obviously gaining a lot, a lot of speed is taking the pictures and send them right to your cell phone. The big thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think that the technology there still is, you know, at kind of a young stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's getting better and better every year. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty excited to see kind of where that, that technology goes from now to maybe three, four years from now. I think, uh, I think honestly, 10 years from now, every single trail camera out there is going to be similar to that. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you never know. I have, I, I have a covert, um, camera the black code black that sends pictures to my phone but yep. my hunting property doesn't have good cell phone reception for yep the, for that's, their a, carrier. that's a big problem so that's a huge mm-hmm. issue while why i will probably never buy another one until you know there's better options better reception you know all that stuff but um what's a what's another uh what's a what's your most popular trail camera uh, Moultrie's been Moultrie's been very popular with us for a long time. Um, you know, we sell 
we saw a lot of those company wide. Um, they've been they've just been performing year after year. Um, they they take care of customers very good with uh, service. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being able to send them in and uh, either help you help you fix them or you know send you a new one or you know if it's an older camera, a lot of times they'll they'll be able to. You know, well, I can't give you a new one, but they'll they'll take care of you somehow. Maybe offering you a discount on something new. Um, but you know, we're selling a lot a lot of the 990i's. Um, mostly, uh, I'd say one of the things that's really changed over the last ten years is almost everything's infrared or blackout. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's no, you know, there's like two cameras maybe that sell anything that are flash anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, and just kind of funny that. Now all of a sudden, deer don't like flash. But you know, <laughs> my first three trail just, cameras were flash cameras, and they didn't seem it didn't seem to bother them. Right, all. right. My first trail camera was a thirty-five millimeter film. You know, and yeah. then you have you have a windy day, and you take your. I just remember you take your film and you go to Walmart, do your one-hour <laughs> photo, and then you get those pictures, and it's like. 39 pictures of wind and you just want to fight somebody. Yeah. So oh, that's thank God we've came a long ways from that. <laughs> no doubt. Right. <laughs> no, it's awful. So do you feel, uh, from where you're at, do you feel that price ref- reflects quality? The higher, the higher the price of the product, the higher the quality is. Uh, in in a lot of stuff, I, I honestly do. Um, I, I've had, you know, I've been lucky enough to, be able to test products that uh, maybe I wouldn't be able to afford otherwise or be able to, you know, possibly get a discount on stuff, um, you know, with, with my job. Um, and just using that stuff, like, why would anybody ever buy this until you use it? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one example I can think of is Lone Wolf, Lone Wolf Tree Steps. Um, holy cow. I, like, even up to two years ago, I'd never used one. I'm like, I just don't get it. Why do people buy these things? Yeah. And then I bought some, well, actually I demoed some, another advantage. I demoed some and I use it and I'm like, yeah, I'm buying these. I have to have these. I understand now. I get it. So um, were you using ladder stands or screwing steps previously? Yeah. Yeah. I was just using, you know, um, just basically I'd look for the cheapest stick I could find. Yeah. Um, you know, a 20 foot stick and find that sucker and, you know, I have a lot of stands and a lot of sets that I still use those on yeah. and they work. Uh, but if you're taking stuff down year after year, um, man, the ease of putting those things up and taking them down and just, they're so light and just so rugged, man. Those are, those are a product that really impressed me. The, the lone wolf products. Yeah. The, just the lone wolf sticks. Um, I haven't carry, got too much into the stand yet, but do you carry um, the, carry uh, XOP? Products, yeah, yeah, we've, products. yeah, we've carried. Yep, we've carried. We've carried some of that. Now they, that's pretty much similar to a lone wolf. You know, mm-hmm. long story short, it's pretty much the same tree stand. Um, and I think for the sure. most part, it is. There, you know, there's some differences now. But um, uh, is are are you seeing good sales with? You know, are people coming in looking for those? What are some other brands? Um, that are, are pretty popular because Lone Wolf would be on the high end as far as price is concerned. Sure. As far as tree stands? Yeah. Uh, you know, there's always going to be the guy that's, you know, the, the big game tree stand, you know, wants something, wants something cheap. He doesn't care if it gets stolen. Um, but big, big game also makes some really nice stuff, some higher end stuff, um, really nice ladder stands. 
Um, I think Muddy makes a makes a great stand. Um, I'd say uh, you know Millennium makes probably one of the if not I would say Millennium makes the most comfortable stand to just to sit in. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you, this this They're, past uh, weekend, I sat in in a lone wolf in a crooked tree, and it was in the right tree at the right spot, but it it wasn't the most comfortable set I ever I've ever had. I'll put it to you that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm, you know, the the one thing with uh, the mesh seats, I just absolutely love that, yeah. and you can get a just a little bit. It's got a slight like recline to it, and you know, the one thing is if you leave them up all year, you know, that mesh seat's going to get probably terrorized by squirrels and whatnot. Yeah. But um, I'm a big fan of the, the mesh seats and, you know, but to each their own. I mean, everybody everybody likes, uh, obviously, different different products. But, you know, tree stands is, you know, kind of one of those things that you got the guys that they like what they like and that's going to be their product. And then you got the guys that, you know, quite frankly, they just want something cheap and want something to throw up that can sit in for, you know, 10 hours a year, and that's fine, too. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, let's see here. What else? We've been talking for about 30 minutes now. What's um, what's a hot product this year? Uh, just name one sure. product that's kind of that, – that comes to your head that's hot that it, it, a lot of people are starting to, to buy into. Sure. Uh, first thing, uh, top of my head comes, uh, conquest sense. Um, I'm not sure if you're conf- conquest sense. Um, they make a, it's kind of like a, it's called Evercalm. Oh, yeah, um, about that. yeah. So, you know, essentially it's a, it's a calming sense. Um, it basically is, I, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to just smell like kind of like deer bedding. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, the guy that invented it worked out at some deer farm and he was, uh, you know, didn't have time to change and went out and was wearing this stuff and he just had deer all around him, all calm. And so it kind of, I think that's kind of where it came from. Um, it's kind of a cool, it comes in like a deodorant type stick. Um, so you just, you know, rub it on the bottom of your boots or on your clothing or whatever. Um, and then there's not really a mess or a spray and you don't have to, to touch the stuff. Um, so that's something that uh, was a new product. I started. We started selling a bunch of it, and I just said, you know what, I'm a, I'm gonna be one of those people that believes in it too. I guess so. I'm gonna try it this year. So nice. we'll see how that goes. So now, I don't know if you can answer this or not, but is there a product out there that maybe a lot of people started buying, but then a lot of people started returning, or is there maybe a product out there that is like a bit of warning? don't maybe you should look past this product um you know i honestly i can honestly say that there's nothing that we carry that i i just feel so strongly about like that i just i wouldn't recommend um there's stuff i'd recommend over other things Yeah. yeah definitely um but i i can honestly say that i can't think of anything that just like comes to mind that I still have, I mean, there's obviously been stuff from year to year, you know, that you're just like, holy cow, what was that company thinking? Or, you know, that just didn't work out. Um, we've had products like that, but, um, you know, for the most part, I think uh, everything's pretty uh, pretty solid right now. So, I can't think of anything that's just, that's just, I would say, absolutely don't use that. Gotcha, gotcha. 
Well, it sounds to me like, uh, you know, you, you guys obviously carry a lot of different, um, uh, a lot of different brands. And I guess, why is it important that before someone makes a purchase, they do, they do a research, whether it's online or come into the store and try it out mm-hmm. or, or talk to you guys. What, what, why do you think it's important for someone to maybe not impulse buy and do a little research before they buy? Well, I think, you know, it's kind of funny is as the internet just becomes bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, more and more people are actually doing research before they buy. And, yeah. you know, I read an article a couple of weeks ago that, I think it said 75% of all purchases this Christmas season are going to have something to do with the internet, which means they either researched it, they bought it there, they did something. So uh, I think, you know, just, just the ease of how easy it is to just hop on the internet and, you know, type in a product or type in something and, you know, you'll get 10,000 different opinions. Um, You don't know who they're coming from or where, or if they're, you know, somebody from, different company trying to bash somebody you don't know. Um, so, I mean, I, I take it all with a grain of salt. Um, definitely use the, the websites from the, the companies. It'll give you a lot of good information. Um, and I think, uh, you know, I, I have a really good crew and I got a lot of, a lot of experts that, you know, they're just diehard hunters, just like you and I. And, um, you know, they'll, they'll tell you, they'll give you honest feedback. They'll tell you what they use. They'll tell you, what their buddies use. They'll tell you why they use it. Um, and, uh, I think the, the best feedback, you know, I'm, if I read in the internet that some products was junk, then I talked to you, Dan, and you said, man, this thing is great. You should really give it a try. You know, I'd probably most likely listen to you rather than the, the 10 people I don't know bashing on the internet. Yeah, for sure. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Now I remember coming in when I was getting my bow set up this year, mm-hmm. I remember, uh, coming in and you talking about um, a stabilizer and you were just like, yeah. you were so excited about this one stabilizer mm-hmm. and, and I'm just like, God, it's just a stabilizer. But you, you yeah. and a couple other guys were real excited about, about it. Let's talk about yeah. that. What, what, what's that? Uh, that's a bee stinger. Bee stinger. Yeah. And what um, makes it so awesome? Uh, as far as uh, technology wise, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and, <laughs> tell you I'm some genius because if I knew, if I knew I would have invented it and you know, I'd be living, living high life right now, hunting for a living or something. But the thing that makes it so good and the reason I like it, um, is it quite frankly, just deadens the bow. I mean, there's, I shot a bow. Um, obviously I'm not going to say what it was, but, uh, I shot a bow and it didn't have anything on it, but a rest. Right. And I shot it for the first time, and I shot. I thought, holy cow, this thing's got so much vibration in it. Like, we're not going to be able to sell these things. So just for fun, I grabbed a bee stinger. Well, and it just happened to be the stabilizer that was closest to me. I grabbed it, took it out of a package, threw it on there, shot it, and it was, like, dead. I'm like, holy cow. And I've been putting one on my bow ever since. And I... I don't think that maybe just a few people in my store were shooting them. And I said, Hey, Holy cow, you got to check this thing out. Like shoot that with and without it. And now I think seriously, like, I don't know if, if I got 20 people that shoot the archery hunt and shoot bows in my store, I bet you 90% of them are shooting bee stingers. So well, I tell you, um, what, you got me curious now. And I know I, 
I came in and I shot a demo bow, but I didn't put one on my bow. Yeah. So I might have to I might have to give that another try. Well, the thing is, is they're not outrageously priced either. Yeah. You know, you can get one for forty dollars. I think they're thirty nine ninety nine or something like that. So they're not uh, they're not ungodly priced either. Good. Well, I think I might have you be the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast product i don't know i'm trying to come up with a name for you so if we, we have uh, questions about a product uh, or how they're selling or or that kind of information what the what the general public is thinking i think i'm going to start coming to you oh all right that sounds great the pay is zero dollars oh my gosh that sounds great <laughs> well hey man i tell you what thank you business for- cards or no. <laughs> name tag or something i'll get you a name tag it'll be hand drawn oh perfect <laughs> well, I tell you what, Corbin, thanks for coming on the show and filling us in and uh, basically just BSing for a while. Um, and, yeah, no problem. Uh, thanks if for you're ever me. in Coralville, Iowa, stop by the Shields All Sports store and uh, ask for Corbin. Absolutely. Yeah, or ask for one of my salesmen because they know way more than I do. All right. Sounds good. Thanks again, Corbin. <laughs> All right, Dan. Have a good one. And that, my friends, is the end of that. Hopefully you were able to take away something from this episode. Basically, this was just two guys BSing about products that uh, uh, Corbin has, you know, felt that his customers have been using and have either good or bad results from. And uh, hopefully it will allow you to maybe make a decision on uh, those kind of products before, before you purchase them, either this season or next season. Uh, another thing I wanted to mention really quick is, you know, you got these guys who are basically just like me and you. They're working at the Shields, the Cabela's, the Bass Pro Shops, or any archery shop in the U.S. They are full of information, and I recommend, you know, after you've done your research online and um, after you've done, you know, looking at the reviews or wherever you go for your uh, product information, talk to some of these guys because they not only get to handle the product, but they actually get to talk to the people who are using the products and, and see whether they like them or not. And, you know, they are the, they are on the front lines as far as products are concerned. And uh, they I have a good feeling they're going to be able to provide you with just as good of information than anywhere else, that's anything else that's out there. So, as always, thanks for listening and wear your damn safety harness.